Hi friends, it's Pastor Drew Wilkerson from Bridgewater Church. Hey, thanks for stopping by this podcast. It's our prayer that as you listen, God will speak to your heart and you will feel inspired and you'll learn new things that will help you in your daily walk with God and just in life in general. So again, thanks for stopping by and thanks for listening. Well, good morning, Bridgewater family. Thank you for allowing me to be here with you this morning. It is a joy and a privilege. It's always good to come home and just share with a great bunch of people who love the Lord. Thank uh, um, Pastor for inviting us to come over, and my wife and I are here to just celebrate with you and let you know how much we are grateful for always being able to come to Bridgewater church. So we want to say thank you, and may God bless you is our prayer. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to jump right into the message this morning, and um, just want you to know that uh, I believe the theme has been on freedom. And so I want to talk to you this morning on freedom to serve, freedom to serve. One of the things I've found out is that it's hard to find servants nowadays, because a lot of people are not concerned about being servants, they are concerned about being served. And so what we want to make sure of is that you understand that servants are special, special people, great people. And they always recognize, servants always recognize it's not about them, but it's about serving other people. And so we want to talk about this, uh, that this morning. One of the things I want to share with you, I'm coming from one of my old favorite passages of scripture when I was a little boy, I was raised on that, and I keep going back over it, over it again, and I always find something special in this story. The story is David and Goliath, and, and I want to share with you about um, how David got to the place where he fought Goliath, but here's what I want you to understand. David became great because he learned how to serve. You remember that when they came, when, when the, uh, the prophet came, Samuel looking for a king, um, he came looking for one at Jesse's house. And, and the thing that I love about this story is that uh, the guys who Samuel thought were going to be the next king seemed like they were just hanging out in the house. And when they were just hanging out, they were just sitting there waiting and just doing nothing. But notice that when Samuel went through the whole family with the, all the boys, the king wasn't included in those guys in the house. It was the person who was out serving David. He was out serving his father, but also out serving his sheep. I hope you get that. He was out serving his sheep, leading his sheep, guiding his sheep, working in the pasture. And, and, and great servants, great servants aren't idle people. They are always finding something to do with their hands to bless somebody else. So I want to talk to you about, about David, and then I want to talk to you about David and Goliath, what happened there, and then we're going to go from there. In, in your scriptures in the Bible, um, turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 40. Now, I'm not going to read all the story. I'm just going to bring out a few things, and then we may go through it as we preach this morning. 1 Samuel 17, verse 40, and here's what it says. He took his stick in his hand, chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had, even in his pouch, and his sling was in his hand, and he approached the Philistine. 
Then the Philistine came on and approached David with the shield bearer in front of him. When Philistines looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy with a handsome appearance. The Philistines said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his God, small g. The Philistine also said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. This day the Lord will deliver you up into my hands, and I will strike you down and remove your head from you, and I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistine this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Now you may be saying, what has this got to do with a servant? Follow me. I guarantee you, you'll hear and see what's going on. Father, thank you right now for all you do for us and how you do it. We pray that you will bless these lips of clay for these next few moments. Help us to realize and understand that servants are people who humbly submit to your will and always obey what you want them to do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Over 150 years ago, Henry Varley said, the world has yet to see what God can do with and, feel, and for and through and in a man or woman who is fully and wholly consecrated to him. A young man named D.L. Moody heard those words and determined in his heart to be that man. He gave himself fully to the will of God for his life, and the Lord used him to shake two continents for Jesus. Moody preached to more than 100 million people during his ministry, and many thousands came to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. So, so, so we see, I don't know about you, but we see, but I want, you to be, I want to be a person God can use as a servant of Jesus Christ. The Lord is still looking for men and women, boys and girls, that he can fill with his spirit and use to make a difference for Jesus. You and I can be that person that God will take and use for his namesake. In our passage, we are told about a young man named David and his meeting with Goliath, and there are some, of the, some definite principles exposed that teach us about the person God uses, the servant whom God can take, no matter how young or old he is, can take and bless and equip him to serve in places that other people don't want to serve. He can take, he can take a, a, a youngster, he can take an old person, he can take anyone, and he can take them and use them and, and, and bless them and supply them with everything they need to be a real servant of Jesus Christ. I want to talk to you about freedom to serve, the kind of person that God uses as a servant. So, so these verses shed some light on the characteristic that that, that, that servants possess. Allow me to share those characteristics with you this morning. The first thing I want you to understand and the first thing I want you to get, and that is this. The people God uses as servants are just common, ordinary folk. I hope you understand that. It's, it, it's not how much education you have, but get all the education you can. It's, it's not how, how, how much money you have in your bank account, but be like John Wesley. Get all you can, give all you can, spend all you can, and save all you can. It's not how, how, how much power or prestige you have in the government officials, with the government officials. It's not all about that. 
It's about common people who have common gifts who just want to be used by God. And here's what I want you to understand. You are free to serve. You don't have to worry about, don't have to beg anybody to serve. I guarantee you, your pastor, he wants other people to help serve in the congregation, but but he would sure like to have people just to step up to the plate and say, I'm here to serve. It don't matter where you've been, how much you have. It just matters you have a humble heart that says, I don't care who gets the credit as long as God gets the glory. And so here we are. The people God uses are servants are common people. Uh, Danny Bell Hall used to sing a song years ago. She was with uh, 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 Andre Crouch, and, and, and her song was, uh, God Uses Ordinary People. And that's what I want you to understand. No matter where you are in life, on your spiritual journey, God still wants to use you. He wants to make you a dynamic servant of his because I want you to know something. Serving people are good people who want to give a good God the glory. So, so people God uses as servants are common people, ordinary people. Ordinary people are used by God. I want you to know that. Ordinary people are used by God. Paul talked about that, that God doesn't use the, the wise people in the world, but he used people who may be lowly, don't have all the smarts, but they depend on the Almighty God to give them everything they need, and God makes them great because they are willing to serve. David's treatment and status with his own family was unusual. Uh, uh, God uses the unknown and the ordinary because he will receive the most glory. You see, David was a, a, a young kid. He wasn't worried about all the accolades and everything else. He was just out there doing his job, serving God like he, he knew God wanted him to. And the thing I love about David is this. David wasn't worried about being in the house with his brothers. He was just out there in the field serving. He was out there just doing what came natural to him because he was a servant. See, see, that's what I want you to understand. God uses people who are willing to say, what would you have me to do? I think about Moses, and Moses tried to get out of being a servant for God, and he was going to be a great leader. And, and, but see, here's the thing I like about Moses is that even though he was trying to finagle and wiggle himself out of going down to Egypt, one of the things I like about Moses is that Moses knew he couldn't get away. <laughs> Moses knew that he had to serve God and go do what God called him to do. Remember, here's why I want you to understand something. Common, ordinary people who are used by God still have a past. They still are, are not perfect. They have flaws. Moses did. Moses was a murderer. Moses caused all kinds of issues. But Moses recognized this one thing, that, that God was calling him to use him as his servant and, and the thing I, I like about this with God is that God didn't have a second plan. Moses was his man. And Moses wasn't perfect. Moses had flaws. Moses, Moses did not understand everything that was going on. But one thing I recognize is that God has a way of breaking us and getting us to a position in him that we come back and say, yes, Lord. And that's what happened with Moses. Servants are always willing to do what God wants him to do. Moses was that one. God got him, broke him, and sent him on down. I, I, I think about uh, the disciples. They were just ordinary guys. They were just ordinary people, fishermen. Nobody looked upon them. They weren't trained by Gamal. They didn't sit on the Sanhedrin court. They were just ordinary guys who were fishermen who were looking for someone who would lead them and help them, and they were looking for someone to serve. God called them. Jesus said, hey, I want you. 
I want you, I want you. And they said, yes. They dropped everything and they followed Jesus. What about you? How, how, how far will you go with serving the Lord? How far will you go? Will you go far enough where you say, uh, uh, all the things I have built up, if God calls me to drop everything and follow him, how far would you go with him? Would you go far? Or would you step back and say, like the one man said, let me go bury my father. Let me go do this. Let me go do that. Are you willing to serve and to sacrifice? Ordinary people are used by God. But then not only that, obedient people are used by God. Obedient people are used by God. People used by God are willing to do the most mundane of the task for the glory of God. They, they, they're willing. Can I say something? Servants are not always the people who are at the top of the echelon, uh, top of the ladder. Sometimes servants have to do the most difficult, mundane, dirty jobs in the world, but they're obedient. David was on a mission. He was on a mission that could have been handled by the least of Jesse's servants. But David willingly did the job because he was commanded to do what God wanted him to do. Now, let me, let me tell you this. Let me, I want you to look at this for me right quick. Notice that David, before he came to fight Goliath, he was out fight, uh, dealing with sheep. Sheep are some of the dirtiest animals around, smelly animals. I want you to know that. Um, sheep are considered to be dumb animals. Not a lot of people like to deal with sheep. But here was David said, I'll do it. He was out there. And, and, and guess what God was doing? God was preparing David as a servant to become a king. Did you get it? He was preparing David to become a king. How was he doing that? He was doing that by putting him in the dirtiest position he could put him in to just allow him to understand that servanthood is not about how clean the place is or how the nicest clothes you have on, but it's about serving others and serving one another. Here's David now, smell like sheep, stepping in some of the other sheep stuff. <laughs> but he did what God wanted him to do. See, you can't be concerned about all your surroundings when you're serving God. God will take care of that. But also God will take care of you. Wherever you are, however you serve, God will take good care of you. Don't, don't, don't look down at the task the Lord assigns you. The least of them may reap the greatest glory to God. I don't care. Whatever, whatever they call you to do, whatever your pastor calls you to do, whatever God calls you to do, don't worry about if it's too lowly for you. Just recognize it's an honor to serve. It's an honor to give back. It's an honor to do the most mundane job to bring glory and honor to God. So God uses ordinary people and obedient people. The second thing, the people God uses as servants are consecrated people. Consecrated. He, he, he uses people who are related to him. David's words in verse 26 and, and, and verse 17 stands by this. Then David spoke to the men who were standing by him, saying, What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should taunt the armies of the living God? You know what was going on here? David recognized that who is this going to stand up and dare to tell us 
that we can't fight for God, that we can't serve our God. Who is this that's called? You know, there will always be people around who are going to try to run you down because you're doing something that they didn't want to do. There will always be people around who will always taunt you and ridicule you. You know why? Because you are showing them up by doing the least of the jobs. Don't worry about what everybody else says. Just go for it. Do what God called you to do. Can I tell you something? Servants are consecrated people. He uses people who are relying totally on him. Can, I, can, I, can you help me here? When, when we do the things that God calls us to do, we have to totally rely upon him. David voices faith and confidence in the Lord. David was not looking to man-made weapons when he went against Goliath, but he stuck to what he always worked in his life, faith in God. Any battles that are won in our lives will be won by God. If we are ever used in this life as servants, it will be because we are leaning upon him and his resources for our strength and our provision. You're saying, but I'm not equipped, equipped to do that job as a servant. I'm not equipped to do that. Don't you know that God's calling comes with God's equipment? Whatever God calls you to do, he will equip you to do it. That's what I like about God. God said, if I, here's, here's the thing I learned. That if God calls you to serve in a certain ministry, he is obligated to take care and provide for everything you need to do. Why would God send you out to serve without equipment? Why would he send you out to serve without providing for you? I read in my Bible that every time God calls someone to do something, he equipped them to do it and go out and take care of it. We got to learn how to depend on God because depending on God gets us everything we need to do a servant's job. So the people God uses are ordinary people. The people God uses as servants are consecrated people. But then the third thing, the people God uses as his servants are committed people. Committed people. And, and let me tell you this as I pull over here and park for a minute. Greatness never comes without challenges. Greatness never comes without challenges. Servants are being prepared for kingship. Did, did you get me? You, you, you're saying, but I'm, I'm, I want, I'm serving God, but it just seems like it's so hard. But, but I want you to know something. Behind the scenes, God is working, and God is preparing for you for something greater. God is using you to move from a pauper to a king. God is using you because he wants committed people, people who are committed to him to such a time as this, that we will break through the barriers and win people to Christ. But not only that, when you serve, people are always watching. And remember, greatness never comes without challenges. How do you know that God heals if you don't go through some times of sickness? How do you know that, 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 that God can help you to overcome all, all the situations you face unless you're faced with challenges? Servants will face challenges. I want you to know that. Don't ever think you won't. Because if you think that it's going to be a better world as you serve, I want you to know something. You better wake up and smell the coffee beans. Because serving is not always easy. Let me share this with you. See, the people God uses as servants are committed people. They are committed in spite of obstacles. David was determined to honor the Lord despite the size and the power of Goliath. His eyes were not on the problem, but on the problem solver. Do you get it? Here's what I want you to understand. Obstacles will come your way. 
who, who is this like 17-year-old kid that's going to come down and fight a, a, a big giant? They say he was 9 to 11 feet tall. And, and, and here, he, this guy was in the way of Israel becoming the great nation. And there's, you know, Goliath is standing up there. He's taunting the Israelites. And the Israelites are standing over there and saying, well, I'm, I'm not going out there. I'm, I'm, who's who going to go out there? I'm not going out there. You going to go out there? No, I'm not. You going to go? No. I, I even want to know if anybody asked Saul if he was going out. Everybody was standing behind the scenes. And here come David to check on his brothers. To check on what was going on. And ran into an obstacle. You see, I want you to know something. You don't have to go looking for obstacles. They'll find you. When you're serving God, the devil will throw stuff at you left and right, trying to get you to quit. And let me tell you something. No matter what obstacles you face, it's too soon to quit. No matter what you're going through, don't throw in the towel. You know what I found out? Here's what I found out. The most, the most, one of the most terrible sins is not your failure, but your quitting. See, we all fail sometimes. There are things we fall flat on our face. We thought we could do this and we couldn't do it. But the problem is, don't stay down there. Get up. Don't quit because God got something great for you. Get up and keep going. So we're going to have obstacles. They're going to be there. Goliath was a big obstacle for Israel. And, but but when, when David came down, David kind of looked at him and sized him up and said, who are you that you can come and defy God's people? David said, uh, okay, I'm I'm going to get you. Don't worry. I'm gonna, there was a big obstacle, but he stood there, and he did. They are committed to, in spite of the obstacles. Servants are committed in spite of opposition. Some said that David couldn't do it. Others questioned his motives, but David was determined to defeat Goliath despite those who stood against him. Those who go with God are always going to face not only obstacles, but opposition. Ask Nehemiah. Nehemiah went out there, and he was trying to build a wall. Here come Tobiah and Sambaletta. They come along and said, who are you? Uh, even if a fox jumped on the wall, there's a fall in. So you might as well just go and quit, Nehemiah. Just back up, going back where you came from. It's not going to work. But Nehemiah recognized that the battle wasn't his, but it belonged to the Lord. See, servants will always be tried. Servants will always be opposed. You will always have obstacles. But remember, if God be for you, who can stand against you? God is right there to help you. Servants will face opposition. There will be people that the devil just sends along just for you. They get you to stop, quit, go away, run away. But God has a way of taking good care of you. So you're going to face obstacles, opposition, but then you're going to face opportunities. You're going to face opportunities. In 1 Samuel 17 through 26, David had the chance to walk away, but David had his priorities in order. You see, to him, the main thing was the glory of, his, glory of God. He had made up his mind that God will come first no matter what came against him. That should be the desire of every child of God. No matter what comes, whatever we do, we ought to do it to the glory of God. And remember this, remember this. Don't ever get to thinking that you'll never have, you're going to always have opportunities, but don't get to thinking you never have uh, um, uh, obstacles or anything that comes your way like that. Opportunities will be there too. That's what I love about God. You see, when God puts you, allows you to go through a situation that's difficult for you, 
he always make a way out for you. That's what he does. But then the fourth thing is this. The people God uses as his servants are courageous people. Servants are willing to jump out there and do it. They are willing to accept the risk. Oh, boy. This is one that gets me. It, we're, we're willing to accept the risk. David was willing to put his life on the line for the glory of God. If the Lord hadn't come through for him, David would have died. Did you hear me? He would have died. But you see, God had a plan for David. David was going to be the next king. David recognized, hey, I've already been anointed king, so what do I have to worry about? God's going to take good care of me. And so here he was. He was a courageous man. You know why he, David was courageous in serving God? Because he recognized that if it had not been for the Lord who was on his side, he wouldn't be where he is right now. He recognized that God was going to bless him. So why wouldn't he serve? Why wouldn't he serve God? Why, why can't we serve God? After all God has done for us, after all God has blessed us with, after all God has brought us through, why wouldn't we take time just to say, I'm going to serve? And God gives you the freedom to serve. He gives you the freedom to serve. You, you, you don't have to stand around waiting for somebody to come and tap you on the shoulder. Go find something to do for the Lord. And you say, it may be the wrong thing. Don't you think that God can guide you into the right thing? He will. He'll lead you. I remember when we were getting ready to go to Detroit, Michigan, the pastor, and some people kept saying, oh, man, that's a rough city. Hard place. Don't go. That church you're going to is a rough it's a rough place. I, I remember that, that they were saying that all the time. But I remember God saying, that's where you're supposed to be at for the time. I had to take a risk. I had a family. I had a wife and children. And I said, God, that ain't, that ain't too good of a place to go. But I had to take the risk. I had to take it because if I miss it, I, I, I know I, I wouldn't be good after that. If I miss God's will for that, I knew there were some opportunities that God was going to bless me with. And so we took off and we went. And Detroit is a different city, y'all. <laughs> it was rough. But, but, but God's hand was with us every step. He protected us. He supplied for us. He put my kids in some good schools. He did all these things for us. We, we didn't have to worry about a thing because God was right there to lead us each step of the way. Can I tell you something? Sometimes courageous people are going to have to take risks. Servants will have to take risks. But remember, when you take risks, God will bless you because of your faith. Then, there are, then courageous servants are willing to accept ridicule. Folk going to talk about you like a dog. Don't worry about it. Develop some thick skin. And keep going. And then they are willing to accept the results. Servants know that, that, that one day there's going to be a reward for them. Servants recognize that one day God is going to bless them and keep them going. Let me, let me tell you something. Don't worry about what everybody else is saying about you. Remember, there's coming a day when God is going to say, well done, thou good and faithful. So, you know, that's what I'm, I'm looking for. I'm looking for to hear God saying, well done, son, you've done a great job. It was small, and people are looking at you and saying that you couldn't do it. All of it's been talked about. Now, you can sit back there all you want to and talk like, look at me like I'm crazy. All of it's been talked about. You just may not have heard it. 
We've all been talked about. But you can't worry about that. They talked about Jesus. Still talking about him. But I want you to know something. Accept the results of what God has done for you. David walked out on the battlefield confident that he would win. He knew that he was the next king of Israel and that it was not his day to die. You and I do not always have the same degree of assurance. There are times when you will enter a fight and come up short, but keep this truth in mind. While you may not always win the battles of faith, if your faith is in the Lord above, you can never lose. What looks like a defeat in our eyes may just be a victory in the eyes of the Lord. Go ahead and serve him. You, I challenge you today. What, what can you do around the church? What can you do to serve others? How can you serve other people and not worry about who gets the credit? How can you serve Jesus? You see, servanthood is not just about um, um, going out and, and standing up and saying, look what I've done. Now, you don't get any credit for that. Servants are always in the background saying, I'll do this, and God, thank you for allowing me to serve you. That's what a servant is all about. Do you want to be a kind of a person God uses, a servant of God? I do. I know one day I'm going to have to retire. I, don't, I, I may retire from pastoring, may retire from other things, but I'm not going to retire from being a servant. I'm going to find things to do to serving. Regardless of what it costs in time, energy, or reputation, it will be worth it to be used of the Lord. As you have listened to these characteristics exposed and explained, it may be that you have identified certain areas of your life that need correction. If so, please come before the Lord and talk to him about your needs. He will take your life and use you for his glory as his servant. If you do not have a relationship with Jesus, He'll make you a servant. Come to him just as you are. Don't try to clean yourself up. Just come and say, here I am. Whatever you want me to do, I say amen to your will, Lord. That's what God wants us to do. Say yes to his will. And all of us are called to be servants. All of us are not called to be kings, presidents, pastors, but we are all called to be servants. Are you willing to serve? See, that's why David was a man after God's own heart. Every stage of David's life, he was in the center of God's will, except for one. <laughs> but God used him in spite of his failures. He was a worshiper, but most of all, he was a servant. What about you? Let's determine to pay the price this morning to be that person for the glory of God, a servant of Jesus Christ. I remember years ago, we used to sing some songs. I'll put my whole heart in his service, and I'll do whatever he asks me to do. I, I don't know about you, but we don't sing those songs anymore, but they have such meaning. Dr. James Earl Massey told me one day, he said, you know what? Some of the songs we sing are from personal experience, and they mean so much to us. You know, most of the good songs that we sing come out of hardship and pain sometimes. Because as servants, we have to go through. I want to be a servant, whatever the cost, whatever the price, and we pay some prices. Some of us are serving God. We could have been farther down the line in the world's eyes. 
but because we serve him humbly, he will bless us throughout eternity. Freedom to serve. There are no chains holding you back. You're free to serve God. Are you ready? Let's pray. Father, I want to say thank you for the privilege and honor to serve you. As I watch David's life, I see how that David loved you with all of his heart, and he served you. When you got down to the book of Acts, you still said, he was a man after my own heart. Father, I'm so grateful to know that as we serve you with all of our heart, you are pleased. And I want to hear you say, well done. Lord, whatever you put in my hands, help me to use it for your glory. Whatever you put in my mind, help me to think it right for your glory. Whatever you put in my heart, may it be honest and true to serve you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank God for you. We appreciate you so very much. Thank you once again for allowing us to come to be with you here at BWC. We want you to know that we love you, but God loves you best. Hope to see you another time, and may God continue to strengthen and use you here for his glory. God bless. Hey, friends, thanks for listening. And if you want to be a part of our e-family, then all you have to do to join us is click the link below, and you can check us out on our YouTube page. You can also join us on social media. And if you'd like to support the ministry, then just click the link to give. We're so grateful for all of our partners and together we can do more than we can alone. So again, thanks to all of you for listening to this podcast and also thank you for helping us reach people around the world for Jesus Christ.